this is Live Shapers of Primal Fear, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Everyone, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today on Interview Under Fire. Today, I have Ralph Sheepers from Primal Fear. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show with me, man. Um, how are you? I'm going to ask the obvious question. Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. I mean, we're we're all doing better here in Germany as everything is just loosening up now. And yeah, let's just hope that the damn thing is over and, and we're over it. And let's talk about get it, playing life again pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. That's the, uh, I guess that's the key word we got to throw around, like hope. That's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people could use that for now. You know, it, this is a big time of the year for you guys. Big month up, up ahead with Metal Commando coming up. Um, you know, has your life changed that drastically since all the lockdowns began in Germany back in March? Because I know you guys took a big hit at first. How yeah. are things now as far as a lockdown life is concerned? Are things easing up? A little bit, yeah. I mean, if I always was the guy who was pretty much at home when I was not touring because you got to take care of so many things. And, of course, you couldn't go out to go shopping anymore and stuff, of course, uh, with a mask and everything. So it was quite different. And But I stayed at home intentionally because I didn't want to catch anything because, you know, I'm not afraid of such things. But in the beginning, it was quite dangerous. We thought it was pretty dangerous, and it's, it is still dangerous. So it's only good. All the restrictions were smart to do, and, and I really support them, yeah. But the different things, how things are handled, which is quite not fair that some people have the chance to gather and some not, you know. And that's why the discussion now is why can't bands play live when they gather in planes and fly around and stuff. And But all this uh, conspiracy stuff was never my kind of thing. I'm just wondering about uh, equal handlings with things is some, sometimes really difficult to have. You know, being stuck, well, I don't want to say stuck, being at home like we all are, how are you keeping up with your vocals? I'm assuming, do you live in a place where you can just belt out and go out as much as you want without the neighbors yelling? <laughs> I, do it almost, I do it almost every day because I'm a vocal teacher as well, and I'm, I'm also singing for, oh, different, okay. for different, not projects, but if a band wants me as a singer, they can hire me, and that's what I do. That's my job as well. You know, it's... Uh, as we all know, it's not so easy to do a living with music anymore, but, but as I am a self-employed musician, I'm giving lessons and I'm also singing for different other bands if they want to have me on, an, on, a, on their album for a song or two. I just check the song if I like it and then I'm in. Well, you know, on, on a follow-up with that, does this pandemic open up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed about yourself before? Not so far. I mean, we're not the guys who are playing in front of a uh, car cinema, you know, and, and auto kino they call it here in Germany. It's not our kind of thing because it's pretty much the interaction with the, with the people and not with cars sitting in, not with people sitting in the cars, you know, it's just difficult. I saw it from different bands and I think it's not my kind of thing. And, and also the other guys in the band pretty much don't like it. <laughs> You know, I thought that was a meme when I first saw that image come out. Uh, I think it was like last month or the month before. And uh, I had Schmier from Destruction on the show last week, and he was talking about how he wasn't a fan of it either. Because it's you're so used to the environment, you know, growing up and having a legacy like yourself. And you've been at this for over 20 years, you know, doing what you do. And then all of a sudden you're playing in a bunch of, a bunch of cars where you can't really have that interaction because metal is all about, you know, the 
it, it's about the fan aspect as well, the relationship that the artists have with the fans. Yeah. Now, now on that note, you've seen this happen for the last three months. All of us have live streaming. So a lot of bands have been doing the live streaming. You know, we had we had some guests already, like Insomnium. They were one of the first bands to take advantage of that initiative when they sold tickets online to fans and they would stream it for them. Do you think, as an artist, do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge that we're seeing now, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? I hope so not. I mean, I like what I see because they do it really good. You know, I don't want to bash anybody because they're doing a great job. And of course, I understand if you're doing this uh, as a daytime job, for instance, as a cover musician or whatever, if you are an artist who go who, are, who has shows like every day, uh, like in a year, then you have to look for different solutions. But, you know, for touring, for us as a touring band, for a, for a CD releasing band and for a touring band, it's not the case because it's simply not happening. And, and, and you can't do this uh, do a world tour in front of cars or, or streaming because it's a different story as well. We would have come together together from Sweden and from the other countries where the guys are coming from and then from the cities first. And that was not possible at all. That's why we didn't, didn't have the chance to choose to shoot a proper video for the first single. We did this lyrical video when, where Matt, Tom and I gathered together in the rehearsal room, keeping our distances and, and having the mask on whenever we didn't sh uh, show in the picture. But it was not possible to fly anybody in because all the restrictions. And that was also a case in terms of photo shooting. There's no proper uh, photos at the first place. Now they're slightly coming because everything's uh, opening, up, opening up a little bit. And we did the last video two weeks ago, no, one and a half weeks ago, and there are some good pictures, so slightly the pictures will also come. But coming back to your question, I really appreciate what my colleagues are doing when they're streaming, but I think it's not a thing for Primal Fear because we are the heavy metal band, interacting with the people, and it's hard to do that on a streaming show. Yeah, so there's different arguments and, and different uh, topics where we, we, we think uh, it's not a good thing for us. Never say never, you don't know what's coming. I mean, well, we still have, hopefully we can do that in 2021 again. Until then, it's a long time and we will see what happens. Maybe we also have to find a solution how to do that, but that's not in the negotiations right now. Yeah, that's the common denominator I'm getting with uh, all these talented musicians I'm speaking with because... I mean, some some of them are for it, some of them are against it. We don't know. It's the uncertainty. Of course, I can do a mosh pit inside my bedroom if I wanted, but it's it's a whole different animal when I see Ralph in front of me in Primal Fear as opposed to seeing him on the screen. But, you know, it's you got to make the most, most of the situation. Now, you, we talked about the touring, just touched on it just a little bit. You've been, Like I said, you've been over at this for, for 20 years. What was your favorite part about touring? I'm asking that now because... Now you kind of get a get a step back, look at the big picture, and just whew, exhale. Look at the whole thing. There's food, culture, fans. What was your biggest takeaway from that? Because you guys have done that extensively through Vodka and Hellfest, from big venues to small venues. Hey, I mean, this is just great. It's like it's like playing in front of front of your family, big family. When you do walking, it's a huge family, right? So because that's what I mean. Uh, that's the friendship. It's the interaction between fans. 
Although, if you go out there in Bakken, I was out in the audience once in a while, and then, of course, it's getting sometimes if people recognize me and say, then you got to really hide again. But anyway, you know what I mean? It's it's the stage and, and audience thing which makes us one at that moment, you know. So, I mean, I'm doing this more than 20 years. I did it in Gamma Ray before, so it's, it's pretty much like 40 years since yeah. I was... I'm making music now, but anyway, uh, I know I hear you. It's exactly the thing. It's 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 somehow it's an attitude. It's it's a it's a lifestyle, and you know it's so so hard to find the words when you stand on stage and feel what's going on, and that's exactly what makes you so much addictive to it. You 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 know you once. Once you stood on that stage and you smell the blood, <laughs> then you never want to miss it, you know. So that's why you always continue doing that. Well, although there's so much, so many, so many obstacles you got to take in your life to be a musician, but it's such a great feeling. You don't want to miss it. Before I jump into Metal Commando, what inspired you to be in the style of music growing up? It was pretty much when I when I was a teenager listening to Sweet already and uh, to the first rock and roll. Sweet. Band. Wow, that threw it way back. <laughs> Late sweet, and then it starts, and then the new wave of British heavy metal came up with Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, all the German bands, except and Scorpions, and so forth. And then I said, "Wow, that's exactly my kind of thing," because kept banging my head and uh, found out that what if I open my mouth, it doesn't sound so bad. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a singer. I didn't know, so I had to I had to. Uh, Learn the school of hard knocks in the rehearsing rooms, you know, with, with the bands and, and scream my ass off against the loud amplifiers where with my vocal small PA system I had. So I, I really got a, I had to, to, to have uh, learn to have a lot of power in the voice. That's how it happened for me. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of fans say, oh, I grew up on Judas, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. My actually first ex, when I was first exposed to power metal, it was actually through bands like Primal Fear and Firewind. So so, so that kind of just goes in all together when you describe, you know, where your influences came from. And I know you're, I know you're really good friends with Rob Halford from Judas yep. Priest. So that, so it just, it, it's awesome. Now, Metal when Commando. Meet your no, over the years when you meet all of them. Yeah. And it's even getting better because you find out what a, what wonderful persons they are. You know, it's not like being the rock star thing. Although, of course, they got to be kept away from the management and everything. And I totally understand because I just told you what's going on when you if you would go out there in the fans, what would happen. But anyway, those guys are really down to earth people and, and uh, like you and me. It's great. Yeah, it's the it's like we're one big family. You know, it just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> I like to put it that way. Exactly. Now, now. Yeah, yeah. Now with Metal Commando, you know, this is your 13th album, man. You know, it's coming out July 24th at our Nuclear Blast Records. Was there a challenge? Is is there a challenge to keeping things fresh for being in a band for over 20 years? It's always a challenge. It's always a challenge because you always want to improve. I mean, I know we all knew that Apocalypse was great already from the sound and from songwriting and anything, but there was no pressure because we know we have five uh, writing members in, in the band. We trust each other in terms of writing. If there's too many songs to maybe be on the album, then we discuss in a democratic way, democratic way, and maybe the songs which didn't make it on the album might go on the next. And this is all a democratic way to decide. And that's our big advantage, you know. So there was no pressure at all uh, to make the new album. And of course, as a musician, you always want to improve no matter what and how. And uh, that's the reason why I'm so happy that I can record everything here in my studio to, to record as long as I'm happy with it. And then, of course, Matt also decides because he's the producer in the end. And he 99% he likes what I'm sending and 1% he might uh, 
tell me, hey, Ralph, uh, can we change? And, and, and I'm always open, of course. If you're not open for, 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 for positive, it's not even critics. It's, it's somehow, it's, 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 it's teamwork. Yeah. yeah. It's teamwork. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, of course. And I, I, I think Tom said this in another interview. He was talking about how the writing process has kind of been the same for you guys. What is it about that process that you guys are comfortable with? Because now you guys have, I believe it's collaboration writing about five, six writers within with amongst of you. Is does that benefit you guys having multiple songwriters? Yeah, I just said it. we were a team of five writing members and now Michael's in the band. The drummer is also a writer. We, we had no chance for, for the new album for Metal Commando because it was just late in, in uh, coming to the band. But anyway, I mean, yeah. um, yes, it's a big advantage. And because sometimes I know bands and hey, I mean, I would be a liar if we wouldn't have somehow uh, arguments about which song and my song or whatever that was the past as well but you have to come over this you have to think about the entire product and you have to think about what what uh, would our fans would love to hear from us and so forth and that's always in the end mad have having the final thumb on it and saying hey guys let's strip it down to these songs because we have a red line we have a good change in it we have a ballad we have an up-tempo song we have up-tempo songs different we have uh, groovy songs screaming songs ballads epics so in in the end um, the fans again get what they know from us and that's the most important thing and basically we have to be before we re re, re before we re before we release anything, we have to be satisfied with the product, and, and that's absolutely the case. And now we get so much positive uh, feedback from the press already, and that this is a reward, and this is really great for us, and we can't wait for the fans to hear this, you know. Well, there you go. I, you got another endorser here, because Metal Commando, I mean, when, I keep saying there's so many albums that are contenders, and, and then you guys come back, like, you guys have, you guys are weathered, you've been through everything and then some, and then you, it's just... There's that level of, level of consistency that you guys have as a group, which I feel like it's it's the perfect example on how a band should handle themselves. And you guys have handed to a to finding shining armor. So I applaud you there. Thanks, let's sir. talk about yeah. Let's talk about drummer uh, the drummer Michael. You know what new element does he bring into Primal Fear with this record that you may have not had before? Because he's also in Gamma Ray, correct? Yes. I mean, this was the case. Like I said, he's, he was coming in late. When yep. the songs were like ninety percent were written already, so he brought his talent in drumming. I mean, I'm always I'm always the guy supporting uh, uh, the argument that if you, when, whenever you are bringing yourself into an album, no your soul is on the album. So for me, you're a songwriter as well, and that that what that's what Michael really did. He, he, he was somehow, I mean, Matt worked together with him in, in Denmark recording the drums and he said, guys, I never heard such a guy, he's just fantastic, you know, and that's great. I mean, he brought his soul on, on the album and, and, and that's, I can only repeat myself, if there's a guitarist which only played a solo for a song he didn't write, he's still bringing his soul in, onto a song and he's a songwriter for me as well and it's the same, like I said, with Michael with, with the drumming, I mean, Every every hit on any cymbal and every tom and any bass drums, it's Michael and he's on the album and he's giving his musical input. How long did it take you to guys to record this album as a whole, the time span it took? Well, I mean, it, the, the time span was not, the preparing phase was like maybe let's, let's talk about a year. And uh, the recording phase was somehow like, I mean, like four or five months. Yeah, 
is that is that normal? Is that a normal time frame for you guys when it comes to recording an album? Oh, no, no, no. It changed a lot. I mean, in the early days, we came together and recorded albums in two or three weeks. In, in you wow, know, <laughs> drums, bass, parts, and vocals, and everything. My part was somehow ten songs in ten days, but that was not really uh, convenient anymore because nowadays you have a, a you have the possibilities if you have a demo and have the tempo of a song you can already start to record the vocals whenever you feel and, and free and, and whenever you, your voice feels good you know it's not like working every day you know, of course i'm a vocal teacher and i know how to warm up and do that but if you don't feel in the morning well so maybe today i could sing a song then you don't do it and if you feel singing a song you do it and if you see feel the same thing next day you, you sing again and, and sometimes you you wait for weeks until until you do the next one and that was not uh, happening back in the days when we were still hiring the expensive studios for 1500 euro a day and that was still simply not possible to to rent a studio for four months <laughs> we were yeah. not leopard to somebody you know so that's the reason why we had to do it that way and now everybody has its own recording system apart from the drumming you always have to do the drumming in the big room and uh, because some people only now also pro program their drums which is a good thing as well but you know we want to have the human drum playing and and that's great you know we just want to have the, the the really dynamical stuff going on in my if you have drummers like michael or Jesco before or whatever it was just uh, of course crystal clear that we want to have the drums on the album you know yeah, I want to touch on your vocal teaching uh, just on just really quick because how long have you been doing that, and is it important for you, someone like yourself, to be an influence on the on your students that you're teaching? I want to be an influence in them in terms of technical improvement, not somehow copying me because each and any vocal box is different anyway. And um, yes, I mean I started to do that six seven years ago first of all uh, was teaching in, in a music school and and then i was touring a lot and i'm still touring a lot so that's why i don't do contracts with my students it's just free voucher booking blocks blocks and stuff and the good thing is i get feedback from them as well i have a lot of lessons learned when when i have my students because they also can give me feedback how 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 they learn from me and stuff and that's also good for me because i'm happy that i can help so it's a sign for me that I can deliver my knowledge to them and they understand and that's a good thing. Have your aspirations as a person or an artist, have, have they changed or evolved since when you, see, when you first started in the, in the industry? Do you see things differently now? Yes, much more. I, I never made myself such a, a complicated head out of it. And you know, <laughs> if you take things sometimes too serious and maybe, maybe, uh, Sometimes you take things serious and sometimes you don't. So if you take yourself too serious any all the time, then you might be in the wrong business. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but you also have to have somehow, it's hard to, to describe. I mean, this level of respect to other people and persons. And if you don't have this anymore, then you're, you're also wrong in the business. It's always a matter of respect, no matter what you do and what you are. Well, if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing right now? Well, I was doing a job before, a nine-to-five job in, in um, doing this uh, software de developing, and I was uh, I was not even developing on my own. I was just a, a project leader, checking timelines and baselines and stuff. You know, <laughs> man, that that's always an interesting question because uh, I have a lot of musicians say, "Man, I won't be doing anything but music. I don't know what I would do." It's nice to have 
something else on the side always, you know, because, you know, the computer engineering, that was like another part of my life where I, I don't know if I'm going to revisit that again. But here I am talking to amazing, talented musicians like you. And, and you know, we're talking to each other. And here we are. Now, listen, Sonny, this is 10 years ago. I wouldn't find any job right now in the difficult times anyway, where everybody is in, yeah, yeah, yeah. call it uh, Kurzarbeit. It's a short time working without getting paid because of the difficult situation in the market as well everywhere because the entire economy went down, as we all know. But all right, so, I'm, yeah. I'm happy doing music. <laughs> I'm happy you're doing music too. Now we're we're running short on time, but I want to do this really quick. I'm going to put I'm, you on the hot seat. I'm really all sorry right? because I like no. it. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. This is this is actually one of my favorite parts of the interview. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to see if you know your own songs. I'm going to call out some lyrics. You're going to tell me the name, okay? Oh my god. <laughs> and I I may I may throw in a lyric from your solo project also. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go easy on you. I promise. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, you look worried. <laughs> okay, here we go. In '98, we came together to rock relentless. Okay, for real. There we go. All right, this is one. Wanted to start off easy. Okay. I heard some roaring noises. It's time now to leave this town. As sight in front of me, explosions was shaking the place. I got the melody, but not the song. Yeah. What's the song? Think, Tell me. Think 2012. It is, and there was silence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm making you rethink your set list now. <laughs> I got the melody to the lyric, but not the song. <laughs> Here we go. Please help me mend my broken wings. I have no hope, but still believe before I lose my faith. Got me on the wrong foot here, man. Wow. <laughs> I'm throwing it back just a little bit here. Uh-huh. It, it's from it's 2005. That's too long ago. That's Seven Seals. Okay. Roller coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah. Okay. Snakes. <laughs> All right. All right. Couple more. In a time as the world gets united, open minds sit together and talk. We align what the past devastated. Our e- there you go. Man, that was good. You even knew that before I even finished. Look at that. <laughs> Which I think you, sh- you should do another solo album because that's that's an absolute gem. Never seen In my it. book. Never seen it. <laughs> All right. Now th- I, I know I said I threw it way back. Now I'm throwing it way further back here. Into the real world, we said our last goodbye, betrayed ourselves only for our selfish pride. I'm disillusioned, threw my heart into the flame. Great lyric. Love reading that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Devil's Ground somewhere? Uh, it's it's from the first album. Ah, Tears of Rage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, this is my personal favorite. If clouds will make the day tonight, or the sun lights up your day, will you be a lucky man, or will you live in tragedy? Wow. <laughs> this is one of the albums that actually changed my life. This is Black Sun. Hmm? It is Magic Eye. Magic Eye. <laughs> so long ago again. Wow. It's also yeah. better if you play the songs live or not, if you ever learn them you know, to sing live without teleprompter and stuff, but it's not so easy anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, little, it's a little different. But hey, hey, you did good. You didn't do so bad. I, th- <laughs> I, I think you did great. 
Now, uh, before we finish up, do you have any last shout outs, any last plugs? Is there anything else you want to say before we finish things off here? Like every one of us, hang in there and please, you know, be patient. We will come 2021. Like maybe then everybody will come 2021. It's going to be a huge touring year for everybody. So I hope uh, the market doesn't simply explode or implode or whatever. So hey, we're we're already halfway through 2020. So I mean, if, that's if we true. made it made it made it this far, we can hang on for another six months. That's so. True. Once the pages turn, I think it'll be a, a lot of positive things to look forward. All right. Everyone who, yeah, everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, this is Ralph from Primal Fear. Metal Commando will be out July 24th on Nuclear Blast Records. Support these guys. Buy the album. Stream it. They will be on the road as soon as you know. Ralph, thank you so much. Uh, this was a pleasure. Uh, it was an honor. Uh, I'll see you next time. When you guys come to Dallas, let's do another interview, man. Absolutely. It'll be great. Next year, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.